Greetings, my creative friends, and thanks for dropping in for another episode of RCAF Podcast. Couple orders of business here up top. I'd like to shout out the fact that I have a Patreon and shout out my main man's Jared Michael Trantham, also known as Lost Sailor Leather. He is the newest Patreon subscriber this week. You can find him at Lost Sailor Leather on Instagram. Thanks, buddy. Appreciate you. If you'd like to support the podcast, guess what? I've got three different tiers available on my Patreon starting at $4 a month. And that address is patreon.com slash podcast. That's patreon.com slash podcast. if you want to learn more and support the podcast. And my guest this week is the legendary John Speaker. John was former co-host with me back when we started this, and he pops in every now and then to say what's up. And we talk about a bunch of different things, not all art-related. Uh, we talk a little bit about social media and having to figure out how to, well, I, just, I guess just figure out the bigger problem of information overload. We talk about um, people's behavior on the internet. We have a little bit of fun pretending John is a, is a part of the Illuminati and has made clones of himself talk about uh the cosm controversy a little bit separating the art from the artist how to conquer your inner critic burnout and doubt as well as self-motivation and being persistent big thanks and shouts johnny for coming on last minute like this really appreciate you bud and i also want to plug the therata group show coming up which i'm a part of may 28th 29th therata gallery denver colorado on santa fe I will put links in the description here. And yeah, just be sure to check it out. Come see a bunch of new art from a bunch of talented artists. Dropped my piece off there the other day. Everybody's stuff was looking absolutely amazing. So I'm very excited. Thank you again for being here. I've been feeling the love lately. So keep those uh, shares, those subscriptions, those reviews coming. Really helps out a lot. And if you're really feeling it, head on over to patreon.com slash RTF podcast to support financially. And let's just jump right into it. John Speaker. Speaker. Yeah, welcome. Thank you, John. Thank you for having me. Thanks for being here. For being here. There we go. There. <laughs> I forgot my line. I'm gonna. I'm gonna. Um, I'm gonna clip that. Okay. I'm gonna clip that. I'm gonna put you in. Welcome to RTAF. Thank you for being here. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I yeah. still say it. Do you? Yeah. yeah. I think cool. so. I think at the top of every intro, I still say it. That's cool. You stole my podcast. You stole my line. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Stole your podcast. I'm really glad that um that you let me steal it. Hell yeah. <laughs> yeah. You kinda some would say that you gave it to me. I did. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I was like, I can't I can't handle all this pressure. <laughs> do you feel do you feel nervous right now? Um how are you feeling? Well, yeah, I just I don't really feel sharp today. Well, yeah, well like lately I haven't felt sharp. Yeah. <clears throat> 
Well, it's just been like cloudy for days, and I think we we get so spoiled with sun out here. Yeah, that, like I don't know how to handle cloudy weather anymore. Yeah, and I was driving over here, and I like I felt like I was like a floating head, and I was like barely connected to the road. Yeah, it's weird. Yeah, I think that that's that's how a lot of people drive. Yeah, that's how so. I drive. Yeah. I make sure I'm completely dissociated before I get in the car. <laughs> yeah. And then I just kind of press the gas as much as I can. And you're still here. So. Yeah. Yeah. Well, dude, thanks for coming on. Thanks for having me. Yeah. Um, so other than this shitty weather, how have you been? You know, I've been pretty good. Mm-hmm. Um, I would say I've been better, but mm-hmm. I can't complain. Totally. It's like... uh. What was really cool was last week I live painted for the first time in nice. over like over a year, painted at the Mishawaka, really cool outdoor venue with a river flowing through it, and uh, it was so cool. Like you know, before the whole pandemic thing, I was kind of jaded and kind of like anti live painting, and it was <laughs> kind of like just a grump about a lot of stuff. Yeah, and then I mean, just being able to finally get out there see all these smiling faces again and people are dancing and like being able to talk to random people and just paint to some music and groove like i've never had that much fun live painting in my life yeah which was so cool you know it's like so much of that stuff i just took for granted and uh i just felt like so grateful and happy Uh for hours on end yeah it's the first time i've really felt that way in a long time so that was great yeah that was like a little boost, but uh, I don't know. It, like, the world's still a little weird. It's been a For weird. Sure. It's been a weird year. Definitely, just weird information. Social media feels weird. If it, but doesn't it feel like it's kind of like, like going back out, right? It does. Yeah, it's, you're just like, oh, it's like you just took the biggest like psychological dump. <laughs> yeah, like I it went really out. Does. I've, I went out yesterday for Andrew Davis's show at uh, Ryan Joseph Gallery. Shout shouts, hey. and and it was awesome. Mm-hmm. Like, and it was just a normal little like, you know, gallery show like schmoozing with other artists and totally and other other just you know other people and, but I was just so like, this is the greatest thing ever. <laughs> it really is. You know, I mean, we've been just starved of you know, like social interaction is just going out, yeah. doing something, you know? Yeah. I was like hugging people. Yeah. Yeah, it was great. It was, I don't know what it is about, about being, you know, like just around different people, mm-hmm. but it like energized me. For sure. I mean, we're social creatures. Yeah. We've all been kind of starved of that in various ways. So, yeah, you know, it's like, being really thirsty and getting a nice cold glass of water with some lemon in it, you know. It's damn right. <laughs> damn. Yeah, but I feel like a little bit of a a lag. Yeah. You know, like the world's coming back online, but I'm. It's like, I I feel like, you know, it wasn't necessarily like a traumatic year, but it feels like, it feels like I've been abused by reality a little bit, and it's yeah. like taking me a while to kind of like build back out of that. Build some trust again. Yeah. 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 <laughs> Yeah, I think we've all been a bit abused by reality the last year. What happened to me? I feel like I was gaslighted or something. Me too. Like, like, cause <clears throat> the first maybe six months of the of the pandy quarantine, I was like, this is this is pretty cool. Yeah. 
I mean, all the shit with George Floyd and all that stuff was was a lot. Mm-hmm. But like, other than that, I was like, no, this isn't bad. This is kind of how I've always lived my life. I'm just not seeing people as much. Yeah. Well, it was novel. Yeah, it was novel. Yeah, I like, think that's what it was. Yeah, and then, and then like, now it's all the the low level trauma that that we experience is catching up to me. Mm-hmm. And you, I think I started seeing. You know, I'm sure it's happening myself, but I was seeing it like in the collective too. Yeah, you kind of see this like discontent brewing, and there's mm-hmm. a lot of like weird just posturing and weird information coming out and like attacks and strangeness. I don't know. Like I feel like I've had more people kind of come at me on social media than I've ever seen. Yeah. Like just a lot of like disgruntled people. Yeah. And I just feel like there's this like weird tension in society and yeah, you know, like we are like bombarded with misinformation from like both sides about what COVID was and how to deal with it. Yeah. And like every issue in the world. And I found it like, I found it so confusing. Like, I don't know what's true anymore. I don't know where to go for truth. Yeah. And facts. And totally. I, I, I think know. that's, yeah, that's a huge, huge problem mm-hmm. is the information problem. Um, I mean, we, we saw the social dilemma, right? Like mm-hmm. the, uh, the documentary on Netflix for anyone who hasn't seen it, it's really great. It's about social media and what it does to your brain and, how they create these avatars basically of people and you know, you fit into one avatar or another they, you know, right now they're using it to sell you things. But, um, since the internet was, uh, originally like, you know, built on a military platform, uh, used for like putting everything on a grid more or less, you have to assume that like that kind of information will be used not just to sell you products, but to sell you propaganda, ideology, <laughs> whatever it is. And in like, I don't know, it's just crazy because I think we're, you know, I think it's pretty clear that we're being lied to just constantly by everybody. And so I've, you know, I don't know what to do about it other than like try and tell the truth as far as I can tell what the truth is as much as I can, you know? Yeah. It's so hard to build like a nuanced perspective anymore. Like because of the whole, like it's like (laughs) wanting to be some sort of reasonable centrist type, trying to hear all the information happening and boil it down. And like, uh, feeling almost like trying to be a good person, but feeling like gaslit for trying to be a good person. And it's either like, you know, either accept the mainstream narrative or if you don't, if you don't just blindly accept the thing that's the popular thing to think, all of a sudden you're like evil or bad. Well, this has happened so many times. Like, you know, if you go back to the 50s, it was like, if you smoke weed, you're a bad person, you know? Yeah. But mm-hmm. now it, it it happens on the other side too. Like if mm-hmm. you believe anything about what the mainstream narrative is, you get called like a sheep and like yeah. you're, you know, contributing to like authoritarian government. And it's like- I despise it's both like, of God, those. Yeah, I know. Both of those polarities. It, it's so, it's not constructive. It's not- Right, right. It's like, it could be very dehumanizing as well. Yeah. It's like, hey, I'm confused about reality and I want to make- 
inform decisions and assess risk in different areas? Mm-hmm. Like, can we just, can the conversation open up a little more to well, have it? And I think like just in time right now, right? Like things are starting to open back up and like, I saw yesterday or heard yesterday and I've heard it echoed. So I assume it's true. <laughs> that uh that mask the mask mandate is like over yeah it's done in colorado actually i noticed the other day at uh the liquor store in niwot yeah they don't have the mask sign anymore nice so supposedly it's if you're vaccinated you don't have to wear a mask but nobody is allowed to ask you for or they're not going to ask you for Mm. The, your, car, the your, card to tell. Yeah. So. Your papers, papers, yeah. please. Yeah. Now, see, that's creepy. Like, if that, that were happening, yeah. that that's like, we all know that what that reminds us of is like, mm. you know, Germany in the 30s. Yeah. And uh, so I'm glad that that's supposedly not going to be happening. Me too. Yeah. Um, it's like, I'm glad that's happening because, you know, by no means am I like anti getting the vaccination. Yeah. yeah. But I am anti having to like, show papers exactly. to do things yeah and it's like I, that seems I, a little much yeah, yeah you know yeah. that's like all right yeah i'm uh, all the founded paranoia about the state mm-hmm. becomes true once that is like no we need to see your papers exactly it's like yeah ugh. creeps me out yeah <laughs> well shit dude uh yeah that is uh that's a thing i'm sure everybody's burn out on hearing this kind yeah of talk. i know god <laughs> God. Um, so did you, how were the people at, uh, Mishawaka when you, when you painted? Dude, you could, it was palpable. You could feel it in the air, the gratefulness mm-hmm. and the excitement. Mm-hmm. Like the, everybody was extra happy and loving and I don't know. It just felt really great. And the music was awesome. Uh, Mystic Grizzly was headlining really cool. Bass, nice. bass musician out of Florida. Oh yeah. But, uh, it was just a great crew. Everybody was so friendly, mm-hmm. just having fun, laughing and dancing. And I don't know. It was great. Nice. It's just, that was like one of the most reassuring things I've felt in a long time. It's just be among a ton of strangers. Mm-hmm. We're all there just to love, you know? Yeah. It was, it was cool. It was inspiring. That's awesome. It's like, I'm really looking forward to seeing more of that. Yeah. Yeah. It's yeah. happening. Same. Hell yeah. It's funny, like the things that we take for granted and that, even become things we complain about once it's taken away mm-hmm. it all of a sudden becomes like the best thing in the fucking world yeah you in know? a way it's like you know if, if i like tune into the ram das channel or something it's grace you know yeah yeah it, it's such a blessing and a beautiful lesson actually to kind of be jaded about these things and have it taken away and then you get it back and then you realize like oh i'm so grateful to be able to do these kind of things and share these moments with these people. Yeah. And I don't ever want to forget that, you know, mm-hmm. and I, I lost sight of it at yeah. a certain point, you know, like, yeah, we were just riding on a crazy momentum before this whole thing happened. And it was just, it was chaos of everything happening at once, you know, yeah, 8 million shows, art shows, just yeah. people, I don't know, the economy churning and everything. And then all that just gets the rug gets pulled out from everybody. Yeah. And, uh, I'm really hoping as we return, you know, maybe, hopefully, maybe there'll be like a little more peace and yeah. gratefulness. And I don't know. That's, that's, that's how I felt 
mm-hmm. yesterday. Yeah. It's just like, just, yeah, everything seemed super chill. There weren't any weird vibes at all. Yeah, like maybe maybe drama will be lessened and it'll be more just yeah. appreciation, but Hopefully. you never know. Yeah, you know, we've all had we've all had rough years in one form or another, and uh, I, I'm just glad. Again, I know we're just kind of circling around the same topic right now, but yeah. I'm just glad to just see people again. I think, mm-hmm. and um, yeah, this is the this is the first podcast I've done in person since since Mike, who's my neighbor, he's in my bubble, and then yeah, before yeah. that, it was you. You're in my bubble. Mm. And hopefully I can, you know, have more. Yeah, totally. Um, uh, we're here in my, my. it's like in Mike's backyard, Mike Dempsey, episode 68. Um, oh, you should have had me for 69. I know. Shout out 5 a.m. for being episode 69. <laughs> yeah. Nice. Um, <laughs> but yeah, we're, we're in my studio, Mike's garage, old grow. It's like an old, you know, little grow warehouse. I set up this green screen here. Um, what do you think I should put on the green screen, John? Mm. You had a pretty good suggestion earlier. Uh, uh, outer space. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Maybe That's like, what it was. Maybe like a field of uh, like little lambs or something. Mm. Like sheep. Al- alpacas or sheep. sheep. Yeah, yeah. Sheeple. I think a little. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That'd be perfect. Yeah. yeah. We're 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 of the flock, you know. Yeah. Yeah. We're getting vaccinated. Yeah. Don't worry. <laughs> um Yeah, but it's nice to be here doing an in person interview. And um just shout out to that because uh everybody on the Patreon will be seeing the video. So if you wanna check out this video, me and John sitting here. Uh subscribe <laughs> to the Patreon. It's four bucks. Four bucks a month, Do and it. that's that's forty eight bucks a year, and that's not a lot, you know. Support your boy. Yeah, it's worth four bucks just to see me on camera. Yeah, know? exactly, exactly. I'm looking really good today. Yep, you got your <laughs> um, I like fun shirt on. I like having fun shirt. Yeah, I it, like to laugh. I like to have fun. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, one thing I want to circle back. There's a good podcast Ooh, phrase. Wow. Yeah, call back, circle back. I want to circle back to what you were saying. You know, we were kind of talking about like things being taken away from you and then being grateful for them. There's this, I think it's a stoic concept, but it's called memento mori. You heard of this? No. It's just like think upon your death, Mm. right? And so like everything that you do is at, at some point in your life, it will be the last time that you do that. Yeah. And it's kind of like a call to action to stay like present in the moment and be grateful for even like the small menial tasks that you're doing. Mm-hmm. And it made me, you know, it, that brings to mind for me, like when I'm like washing dishes or doing something that's like a chore mm-hmm. that just has to be done, how much better is it to be able to do that than to be like 96 and like you can't actually even bend over. That's true. Without your back like, killing you you know yeah yeah if you're like bedridden maybe all you would want to do is just i want to wash the dishes yeah, one more time yeah 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 it's pretty crazy well yeah because that's like well you will circle it back again yeah <laughs> but, you know like the live painting thing it was yeah. taken away i was like i was taking it for granted it was taken away and then it came back 
I enjoyed it so much. So like why, yeah, extend that to anything is to be present with it, enjoy it. Cause you know, it's like I could die on the way home. This is the last time I have a podcast. Right. It's like, right. It'd be really great to just don't die. (laughs) That would be so fucked up. I won't. Okay, good. (laughs) You promise? Yeah. I'll do my best. Okay. (laughs) So how does it feel to be, uh, you made your first million this year, right? Uh, two actually. Two, two million. Yes. Nice. Nice. I'm, uh, creating a gigantic art empire. Mm Mm-hmm. Selling $20 prints. You know, that's a lot of prints. <laughs> How many would that... That would be what? 500,000? No, no, no. It would be 50,000 prints. It's a lot. Well, the thing is, is like... You have you, know, you have more than 50,000 yeah. followers. Like, yeah. If, if you had... You know, like, it would never happen, but it'd be so cool, like, if every one of your followers gave you 10 bucks a year. You yeah be rolling in dough yeah <laughs> yeah well you've heard about the thousand true fans thing mm-hmm. yeah it's like um and by the way just for anyone who's confused on whether we're joking or not you I, did no. not make a million dollars this no. year no okay. i mean three million three three million okay yeah. got it got it <laughs> yeah. so you sold um 150,000 20 dollar prints mm-hmm. yeah. yeah very nice very Thanks. nice yeah you're a busy guy yeah you know it's like I spend my whole life just rolling up prints, <laughs> yeah. taking them to the post office. And Dude, if you sold 150,000 prints a year, you'd have to have, like, you'd have to have a fucking sweatshop. <laughs> I know. And that, yeah. You know, I sweat in my basement a lot while I'm doing it. <laughs> and then I have a ghost painter that actually does all the paintings. Oh, nice. Yeah. You just tell him, like, I want a crazy eyeball guy right here. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 Make it Make it super trippy. You cloned yourself. Yeah. So, but this, you're the original, right? Uh, that no. I'm talking to right now. I've actually never made art. <laughs> oh, but. no, but I'm saying like, oh, the original John Speaker. John. Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, mm-hmm. yeah. okay. Do you think they've made human clones? Of course, I think they have. Yeah, yeah. There's people walking around right now that don't know that they're a clone. <laughs> Probably right. Yeah. I mean, if they they cloned a sheep in like 1997 or something, mm-hmm. right? And we found out about it then. Do you think, do you think it's the first time they did it? No, no, no. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. The Illuminati are up to some crazy shit, man. You're a part of the Illuminati. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that's how I sell so many prints mm-hmm. because, yeah, we send out subliminal messages. Oh, yeah. And everybody's like, "Oh my god, I gotta have that art." Right. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah, yeah and. Talk about your time. <laughs> How did you get in, inducted into the Illuminati? And it's like the Triangle Club, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, the triangle with the eyeball. Oh, yeah, That's the eyeball. You know. Okay, yeah. gotcha. Well, yeah, I come from a long line of Illuminatis. Illuminats? Yeah, Illuminats. <laughs> yeah, so it's been passed down. It's actually in our blood, in my DNA. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. And um, so, you know, whenever I was about like 10 years old, my grandfather, he took me for a drive and he's like, uh, so you're the Illuminati. Like we're, you know, we're the illuminated ones. We see everybody else is fake. Did you almost swallow your lollipop? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You're like, well, <laughs> yeah. that was actually the initiation. Oh, okay. So swallow that lollipop You actually right have now. to swallow it. It activates whole... the gene. Okay. Yeah. And then all of a sudden I could see my third eye was open. And then they cloned you. Yeah. 
and they're like, this one is going to make the art. Mm-hmm. And yeah. then, you know, this one is going to roll the prints. Exactly. Okay. Got yeah. it. Essentially, yeah, we're going to clone you, and then you and your clones, you're going to run the art department of the Illuminati. Oh, my God. <laughs> and we're going we're gonna to put out this art, you know, like, not your wake, mm-hmm. and my grandfather, and my yeah. dad, and my mom, they're all awake, you know. It's like, okay. It's Am I awake? No. Okay. Everybody else is asleep. Their third eyes are super closed. They're she. They're a, a sleeple. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're sleeples. Yeah. They're not sheeple. They're they're not even sheep yet. <laughs> <laughs> they're sleeples. Yeah. They're like ghosts or something. Ghosts. Yeah. Hungry ghosts. Yeah, and they're like they're gonna you're gonna make super colorful art, and mm-hmm. and uh, it's gonna make people feel joy and good, mm-hmm. but what it really does is make them stay asleep. You know, mm, so we can keep all the control. them. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. And then, uh, yeah, like my my uncle George Bush. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. They, Herbert Walker or just Dubs? Uh, both. Both. Yeah, they're both your uncle. How's that work? <laughs> great uncle. Great uncle. Oh, gotcha. Regular uncle. Yeah, Herbert Walker Bush. He was just a just all around great guy. Yeah, he was great. You know he. <laughs> He really built this country uh, up with, you know, like being a part of um, the OS, right? Mm, yeah. Uh, OSS, sorry. OSS. Which... Yeah. And um, I'm not sure. What does that stand for again? Um, I think it was, it, it, anyway, it was a precursor to the CIA. Yeah. And um, and then he was the head of the CIA. Great institution. Totally. Just love those guys mm-hmm. and gals. Um, you know, they, they love... They love empire, which is what we love. Exactly. Yeah. Know? Domination. Yeah. Control. Yeah. yeah. It's our thing. Mm-hmm. Um, yes. they, so they run the political side of things. Oh, okay. And then they funnel all the money towards my art project. Got it. You know, and then that has an effect on people that makes them trust the government. And it's yeah, yeah. just like infinity loop. Oh, man. Yeah. Man, you're such a shill. <laughs> yeah. I admire you so much for being such a, you know, government shill. Why not? You know? It's fine. Okay, so obviously we're joking. But, like, <laughs> I really hope no one took us seriously for those, <laughs> yeah. whatever, five minutes. That was good. We went we went for a long time that time. I know. Um, but uh, all that stuff um, was a joke. But don't you think it's funny when people come at you online and basically they say... Stuff like that, right? Yeah. I mean, just this week, I had, it was kind of like disturbed me a little bit. But yeah, somebody, yeah. somebody like commented, I, I just made like a cute little mini painting and it had an eyeball in it. Yeah. And somebody was like, is your third eye open? They're like, you wouldn't be painting the third eye all cheerful and peaceful if you really, kn- if your third eye was really open. Yeah. And they also called me a chump. <laughs> <laughs> Because if your third eye is open, you get to call people chumps, dude. <laughs> yeah. Don't you know that? Yeah. You got carte blanche to just call anybody whatever the fuck you want. Yeah. It's not, but, you know, that's not spiritual materialism. It's just truth. Yeah. But that, like, that kind of stuff, though, like, kind of, it makes me, like, sad. Yeah. Too, because it's like somebody's obviously, like, not doing okay. Maybe. Or maybe they've seen too much because their third eye's open. Yeah. Like, real, real wide. Yeah. Yeah. Too wide. But, yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Gaping. You want to keep your third eye like squinting? Yeah, yeah. 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 But uh, I don't know, like stuff like that I find really interesting. You know, um, I, what I think is people, I think just social media or something, like it does some, 
like this person doesn't know me right but they already have decided who i am based off what you post yeah yeah, yeah. and then there's also like i also wonder if um we probably all do this to an extent, like kind of dehumanize people on social media. Like yeah. not actually see that like this person posting is they're a full human being. Yeah, they're living, whole breathing. Life yeah, and yeah. nuance and everybody's on their path and doing their thing. And uh, I don't know, that, that aspect's really weird. I've noticed more of that lately. Mm-hmm. And uh, just like really strange obscure comments that don't make a lot of sense and are making like strange assumptions and all that and i think you know i'm sure a lot of other artists experience it too and one of the things that i think the artist's role is to do is regardless of that kind of criticism or weird things is not to allow anybody to bully you out of what you're articulating through your artistic medium whatever you want to say yeah and I think the more we can afford everybody the freedom to express themselves freely, the the greater the conversation is, the more information yeah. we have flowing out there to pick from and play with and like don't and like resist assuming malice. Oh yeah. Because maybe yeah. somebody's just dumb. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> or just like, you know, sometimes I'm in a place in my life where you know, like we're all in different places in our lives. And yeah. like, even if somebody makes like political art that you don't agree with, like it doesn't mean that they're a bad person. Like, who cares? They're just expressing from where they are or something. And, yeah, yeah. And even in a way, is like art is kind of inherently peaceful. I mean, yeah, like if it you, is. Even if you're <clears throat> like you know, you know, painting a portrait of, of you know Trump. Yeah. Or whoever, or or any mm-hmm. politician. Let's just say any politician, because like they're all kind of slimy pieces of shit yeah um but yeah yeah that's interesting it's almost like you're waking up that day and you're deciding to paint a picture instead of going out and like yelling at violence or harassing people right you know but uh yeah i i don't know i'm really confused at the obscure strange (laughs) comments that come at you but yeah the other thing is too i think it triggers people like the eye on the triangle definitely triggers people well it's so funny because the whole intent the whole reason that i do that is because it's it was trying to take this symbol that's turned into a symbol of paranoia yeah yeah and the artist's role is to take things that have been hijacked for seemingly evil reasons and take it back to its original intention nice which is pointing towards the enlightened mind right so and that's what I'm trying to like cultivate is like we don't have to be paranoid of other people Symbols. having power because yeah. when we're paranoid and we think people have this power over us and we're powerless, that gives them their power. Yeah, yeah. And the whole intention is to take the symbol and take it back to its roots of pointing towards the enlightened mind and that that deep wisdom is inside of us, yeah. everybody. And when we accept that, it's like the power then becomes equalized and you realize how powerful human beings are. And we do have this wisdom inside of us. Right. If only we can afford ourselves to let go of the paranoia and actually listen to this wellspring of wisdom arising from inside of us, you know, definitely. And that's the whole thing. It's so funny because, well, I guess you're taking a risk in a way of doing that. And, you know, and some people can get it twisted and, think that you're somehow like satanic or demonic or something yeah. where the entire intention is the exact opposite it's yeah. about kind of uh fostering 
or pointing towards the fact that like every individual is powerful. Right. When we all realize our individual power collectively, you know, we can change the world. Yeah. We can change the world. Yeah. Fosters peace and all that stuff. So, yeah. Do you ever think like that the biggest conspiracy isn't like, you know, whether, you know, pick, pick one, you know, it's not world trade center. It's not, um, I mean, you know, it's not whatever COVID being a man-made virus. It's not, it's none of that shit, Mm -hmm. but it's really just like convincing people that they have no control over their own lives. Exactly. Right. Mm -hmm. Right. And then, and then, uh, kind of giving your power to politicians and news talking heads, sacrificing your power to them. Yeah. And then when we do that, all of a sudden we start hating each other. No, see, that's the, that's the trick I feel like Mm -hmm. is like, there are definitely powerful people in the world. Mm. That's not a conspiracy. There's like, you know, they're probably all a bunch of old white dudes. Yeah. I mean, for the most part. And, uh, yeah, I think that the trick is like, if there is a conspiracy is to get just like common people just like hating each other. And and that's the distortion that you see when someone is like, bro, you Illuminati. Yeah. And it's like, no, man, (laughs) come on. It's like of everything going on in the world. The evil is me painting an eyeball on an eight by ten canvas. Yeah, yeah. Everything exactly. happening in the world, like that is the problem. It's like And I know and it's like I how does even one individual go about like tackling like evil institutions in the world that you know, like mm-hmm. American imperialism. Yeah. That's like, you know, taking democratically elected officials and kicking them out and installing whatever kind of state government that they that that will play ball right Mm -hmm. that's a bad thing i don't know how any individual is like thinks i don't even know like if just talking about it does anything (laughs) right but it's like to me that's like one of the biggest problems yeah like the military industrial complex Mm -hmm. and i you know i also try and see that or i'll also try and imagine like what it would be like to be a a general or something. Yeah. And like, you're so invested in this thing and you believe that, that, that it has to keep happening. Mm -hmm. Right. Yeah. And I don't know. I think there's so much momentum that it's, it's hard to know where to start. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And, and people, I think naturally have a lot of, you know, anger and fear and just, just negative emotion Mm -hmm. that's unprocessed. Yeah. And so, like, unprocessed resentment sometimes gets taken out on just the easiest target. Exactly. Because you yeah. don't have to really do any work. It's yeah. not like the, you know, it's not like the military-industrial complex has an Instagram. <laughs> yeah. You know? Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> I yeah. wish they did. Yeah. People would just shit all over them in the comments. <laughs> and, but But then it would just start a fight between people who are, like, pro-military. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So it's like there's no... I don't know. I always think like <laughs> I always go refer defer to the phrase tend to the part of the garden you can touch. Yeah. So that's, you know, whether it is, you know, your neighbor, your friends or even being on Instagram, like anywhere that you're actually interacting with people is 
being nice and peaceful and trying to understand and work with like what's in front of you. Mm -hmm. You know, I think the tend to the part of the garden you can touch, like social media is a little diffused in a way, but it's like the more, but the more we can be present with what we're doing and try to empathize with other people, understand each other instead of being so quick to want to take people down or win. Yeah. Yeah. Is like, I think that's how we change the world. Like if everybody at the drop of a hat said, okay, I'm going to tend to the part of the garden I can touch. I'm going to be a friend of my neighbor, yeah. be understanding, compromise. If everybody did that, that would create a shift in reality. Like a better world. Yeah. yeah. But instead, like if we, if the part of the garden we're trying to tend to is, uh, the president, yeah. like you're yeah. 80 bajillion layers removed from that. Yeah. Yeah. And it's like, you can talk and bitch about it all day and nothing's going to happen. But like shit does happen when you're just friendly to people that you pass on the street. Yeah. Or like buy your groceries from, from, you yeah, know, yeah. and like see them as a full human being. Yeah. And like, maybe you come across somebody and they're, you know, maybe they're wearing clothing that tips you off to like, Oh, that person's on a different political team than me or something. Instead of like feeding into this weird idea that we're like a divided civilization, divided society instead is like resist the urge to judge the book by its cover. And instead mm-hmm. like just embrace that human being as a human being and yeah. meet them on the human level. Yeah. I think that's really the only way we can actually change shit. Yeah. I mean, not the only way, but, I think, a good you, way. I think you have to be very highly educated to actually be an effective um, activist. That's a that's a good point. I want to point out that um, neither of us, I'll speak for myself, I don't know what I'm talking about. <laughs> All I do is listen to like, you know, edgy podcasts about, about whatever, American mm. history and stuff. And yeah. then I just sort of parrot it mm. back on my own podcast. Because like, that's yeah. what you do, right? That's what everybody that's does. That's what the industry is. Right? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> as far as I can tell. Um but I'm also trying to be like not serious mm-hmm. about yeah. it because yeah, yeah. like I'd rather be silly than serious. I think mm-hmm. I think that's how I lean. Little levity, yeah, yeah. Well, it's like you got to be really, really sure about what you're talking about if you're really serious about something. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> like you really got to know. You got to be wise. You got to know your shit to really be serious. Yeah, it's like if we're really honest with ourselves, we don't really know that much about most stuff that we get fired up about. Right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Other than like, other than like, telling the truth, I think. Yeah. It's that's kind of all you can do. Exactly. And, um, yeah, I'd, I'd rather, I'd rather be a little goofy (laughs) than try and be like, well, you know, there's, you know, I did MRNA and, (laughs) and spike proteins, you know? So (laughs) there you go. (laughs) Yeah. It's like, I don't know shit, dude. Yeah. Everybody's like a virologist now and shit. That's great. It's great. Like your you know, your Aunt May is like telling you you're here following the, the herd. Yeah. And she's on some QAnon shit. I don't have any relatives on QAnon, I'm just using fictional character. But uh you know, whatever. My aunt actually is Q. Is she? Yep. She's Q. <laughs> yeah. That she your aunt is Ron Watkins. Yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Did you watch that documentary? No. Let's talk about it. Okay. You haven't seen it? No. It's on HBO. 
It's called Into the Storm, I think. I was talking about this yesterday with, with people at the gallery. Um, I think it was, yeah, I think it was Allie and David. Shouts, shouts, shouts. Um, but yeah, dude, it's an incredible documentary. Have you seen The Jinx? Yeah. It's like that. The okay. ending is like mm, that. Okay. It's a lot like that. It's not as like completely damning yeah. as the jinx is because I don't think I don't think that for people who don't know, I gotta set up some fucking context here. Like the jinx is about this dude, I think his name was Robert something, but he he was super rich. And people thought that he committed these murders, but there was no way to pin it on him. So they did this whole documentary about him. They interviewed him. And on the last episode, big spoiler alert right here. On the last episode, spoiler alert, one more time. He, you know, they're like, all right, well, we're done. And he's like, all right, I'm going to go to the bathroom. He leaves his mic on. (laughs) And so he's taking a piss and like talking to himself. And he's like, don't let him know you did it. It's like, yeah. But you can't let them know, but I killed them. I killed them both. <laughs> oh, my God. And it opened up this whole, like, actual legal case against him. And I think he's in prison. Or he's definitely at least at, you know, in trial. Um, but Q, this QAnon documentary is, like, very similar mm. in that, like, you kind of find out who Q is at the end. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, I'm going to spoil it. Fuck it. I think it's important. You don't mind? No. Okay. Because, like, so these guys started 8chan, right? Mm. And they kind of stole it from the original creator, sort of kicked him out. They had a falling out. They all live in the Philippines. And it's... I think that's the reason they can, why they live there is to run their like shitty, just like cesspool of a website. I mean, they, they allow, and I mean, okay. In the documentary, they go into this. The guy who originally started HN is like, all right, you've got to stop free speech somewhere. Mm, mm -hmm. Like free speech is, I'm totally pro free speech. But when you have like groups of like, Nazis and other extreme like people who aren't just talking about shit but they're doing shit. Yeah. Like the New Zealand shooter in Christchurch crosses the line. Yeah. Yeah. Th- that kind of like spawned out of HN. But the guys who like created it, it's the father and son. Mm. And the father was like a Marine, former CIA. Mm. Basically, too long didn't read. I don't want to tell the whole fucking story. Is that like Q is a psyop? Yeah. Straight up. Mm-hmm. I think it was used to just flare up the the alt-right, the extreme right, and then further divide people into like camps of extremes, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And uh, I don't know how I got off on that fucking tangent. <laughs> I don't remember either. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, okay, let's do a little improv. Okay. Okay. All right. Um, you, be, you be the guy... You know, messaging you on Instagram. Okay. Or no, you be you. Okay. And I'll be the guy messaging you on Instagram. Okay. Oh, God. Look at this fucking shill. Doesn't he? He doesn't even know what he's doing. Type. Hey, buddy. 
if your third eye were really open, you would, you would, fuck you, man, chump, send. <laughs> now, what do you do? Uh, uh, I look at it, I go, oh, God. Um, okay, my, my heart rate's increasing. Yeah. My breath is short. All right. Now, don't feed in. Don't don't get mad back. Mm. And then I would respond with something like, uh, hey, you know, if, if you're not satisfied with the art that I'm making, maybe you could consider making the art that you would like to see in this world, you know? Okay. Uh, yeah. <laughs> and, and I don't type anything back, and I just um, go back to work at, uh, rallies. <laughs> and then I would probably go over to my friend's house and be like, hey guys, look at this comment. <laughs> and then we'd all laugh at it. Yeah. No, it's, I just think it's really funny when, when people will literally use anything, even like spirituality, mm -hmm. right? As a way to get mad and maybe even especially spirituality, right? As a way to condemn and get mad at other people. Yeah, ego inflation. I mean, yeah. it's like we can use anything to inflate our ego. Yeah. You know, and it's like the uh, spiritual superiority shit is one of the, I find it to be one of the most hilarious parts of the whole thing. Yeah, yeah. Because it's like, I always thought, at least to my mind, like spirituality or the cult, all that stuff, I always thought it was kind of to like dissolve the ego and... yeah to let reality wash over you. Yeah, so yeah. So you kind of like, you know, it's like, it's just kind of accept things as they are in a sense. And then if you're dissatisfied with what things are, then you use your creative powers in order to manifest things into reality. Yeah. That meet that vision of what you would like reality to right. be instead of wasting your time yelling at other people. Yeah. It's not their <laughs> fault. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Just because like your life isn't the way you want it to be or like, the world isn't the way you want it to be. Like, mm. well, it's like I don't if, know. if we paid attention to critics, it's like, what do I need to like? Should I call you <laughs> before I make a painting to make sure you're okay with it? You should, <laughs> like, yeah. dude. That'd be hilarious. Okay, I'm already scared of talking about it on this podcast. Really? Okay. He okay. Hears okay. It, okay. I'm just because, like, I don't want to like look, buddy. Like, we don't, we don't hate you. No, we just think that like maybe there's some things that you could do before you're you're coming at an artist who's not making anywhere close to a million dollars yeah right like you you could you know i don't know take a walk outside mm -hmm. and i don't know there's, it's just funny well there's a, also this aspect that you know i don't know if like people that make comments like that even really care but like i don't want to sound whiny or anything but sure uh that stuff kind of like it hurts too. Yeah, like it, it doesn't feel good, right? And like, it can lead to just I don't know, like sadness and depression yeah. in certain ways. Like it, like, like mean shit on the internet like hurts it the hurts. person that yeah. it's going towards. It's not cool. <laughs> I mean, you know, like punch up. Yeah, or don't even don't even punch laterally. Yeah, you know that's kind of that's that's my whole point. I think too. Getting back to like. This episode's brought to you by Zen. Ooh. Zen, the 
tobacco pouch that I use. Nicotine. All There's right. no tobacco in it. There's no fucking right. Um, <laughs> but yeah, punch up. I don't know. Punch up at, you know, industrial farming or you yeah. know, whatever you feel large institutions that are that are that are fucking up the world Mm -hmm. because you know okay uh the uh fractional reserve banking system Mm -hmm. you know something like that yeah 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 a politician punch Mm -hmm. up yeah always fair game (laughs) it's like a fucking artist i know you know what i mean it's it's just like or like confusing to me when people come at comedians and stuff and it's like they're joking yeah or people come at uh or Sometimes there's legit reasons, right, to come mm-hmm. at people. Yeah, for sure. Like, I think we're trying to lo- find out what is worth criticizing, right? And how much of a price somebody should pay for making a mistake or doing something intentionally bad. Yeah, you know, we're all kind of figuring this out in the public, real time. Yeah, yeah. I think that's what. But it's just funny when people are like. I think what you're doing is bad. No one else is like jumping on their, yeah. their train. Yeah. When especially too is like assuming somebody's character that you don't even know. That's something that I don't know how you make that leap. Yeah. Like how you could see a painting somebody made and you know who that person is. Uh-uh. It's like, you know, we all have to maybe exercise a little, pump the brakes a little bit. Yeah. Cause like I'll be completely honest whenever I scroll through Instagram I'll think of so many shitty comments I could make on people's posts but I never do it Mm. and I always like filter that through like hold on you know like is this making the world a better place yeah (laughs) tap into your inner guru or whatever you want to call it Mm -hmm. and it's like no this person deserves love Mm -hmm. like either support and appreciate give props or you can just move on because nobody's forcing you to follow anybody either like if you don't like what somebody's doing you just unfollow them and then yeah you can then it doesn't affect you anymore yeah yeah but <laughs> that's so i just thought about something mm-hmm. maybe we shouldn't talk about it but uh if you don't want to talk about it go we for can it. cut it out let's hear the whole um the whole alex and allison gray thing oh yeah i know it's like late mm-hmm. and but i think you're the first person i've had on the podcast since then that gives enough of a shit and that I know well enough yeah yeah to talk about it Mm. like that was some pretty crazy shit right how do you feel about it um well I'm just like I'm kind of confused because Mm -hmm. uh I don't necessarily know all the information um I don't know see that's I think that's the biggest problem yeah is that we don't know because like the information you know you can hear like one person's side of things, but you don't hear the whole picture of what happened, you know, like are, you know, like are the grays, are they abusive or did somebody maybe put them on a pedestal that they weren't really asking for deserving and how does that all play out? And like all these kind of things is like, I don't want to be like making uh, a state. Yeah. Like I don't want to, I would hate to call people abusers, abusers that aren't, and I would also hate to like uh, victim blame or something like that right, too. Right, right, right. And the thing is, is like I just don't like I would have to sit down and have a conversation or he like hear more than just like Instagram comments to really for sure know how to speak on something for sure. And you know, I see a lot of people just leap 
in either direction and like double, triple, quadruple down. Yeah. But I, I really don't like to do that because yeah, there's, always, there's always so much more nuance in a yeah. situation than we like to believe. Yeah, yeah. So I don't know. I'd, I don't want to like devalue anybody's experience. And I also don't want to demonize somebody that's not deserving of it. Right, right, right. Um, I think like uh, as far as like people not involved jumping on and like digging in to like every nook and cranny of the grades that they possibly can. Yeah. Like I was just thinking the other day that uh, maybe like those busy criticizing somebody's rise to greatness are busy not being great themselves. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But like, yeah. but I also like, I don't know, the whole thing is just kind of, I don't know. I'm confused about it, to be honest. I think it's confusing because like, it seems like that, yeah, some, however extreme it was, some form of like hurt happened, mm -hmm. right? Yeah. Like someone felt hurt. Mm -hmm. um, and, you know, they they kind of zeroed in on, on Allison, right? Yeah. Being the the perpetrator of like, you know, kind of like edgy, edgy mm -hmm. and nasty, yeah. like words, mm -hmm. right? And that's not cool. Like, especially when your your whole brand is is a spiritual thing. Mm -hmm. And I think that this is why people just instinctively this is why people have their like hang ups with visionary art. Mm. Because they know about how gurus have manipulated people in the past. Yeah. And like if if you look at Cosm's kind of like trajectory they're definitely going for this kind of, I'll say cult, fuck it, I'll say it. Like, it seems a look, like they don't look good on YouTube. Mm. To people who don't know, I've been yeah. there, it was great. Yeah. I didn't feel any bad vibes at all. Mm. I, you know, I I did the whole breakfast the next morning with, with Alex and Allison, the brunch thing. And Alex just gives you his like full fucking attention when he's talking to you. Yeah. Like you're an artist on par with him or something. You know what I mean? Yeah. I've only ever really like talked with, I haven't really interacted with Allison much, but yeah. I've interacted with both of them and they were both very, very kind and supportive and encouraging. Sure. But at the same time, it's like, like, like if you were just new to the whole thing, right? Mm -hmm. Like you hadn't heard of Alex Gray or Allison at all. Yeah. And you watch like one of their YouTube videos. It's like, um, okay. Yeah. All right. It, yeah. It, I see why people have red flags about it. Yeah. I mean, they're also like in their sixties. Yeah. And I think, I think also <clears throat> like I'm not from the East coast proper, right? Mm -hmm. Like yeah. there's an edginess to like living in New York city for a long time well, yeah. that you have to have. And I don't think that that excuses someone from being like a total shithole. Yeah. But, like, but you know, yeah. like I, and I don't know again, and I don't, I don't want to speak out of school because like I've never really, I, I they wouldn't know who the fuck I am. You yeah. know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. And that's fine because mm -hmm. they're huge. Yeah. But it's, it, it, it does seem like there may have been some kind of like power game going on mm -hmm. and mm -hmm. that, you know, I don't know. I wish that they would publicly address it. Yeah. Because, and I think that, um, I think she took those things down. I think Jonas took those things down. Yeah. So like, you know, I don't know what to think, but it's like mm -hmm. this big kind of like, it's not 
shocking to everybody, but it's a shockwave in the community, right? <laughs> yeah, I suppose so. Yeah, I was looking at it and I realized like, um, you know, none of us really know what it's like to be building a multi-million dollar art temple. Nah. And like, none of us also make art to the level that Alex Gray does to host, yeah. house this stuff. And um, I can't imagine like, you know, taking on crazy debt to make this place. They have to sell paintings for like, you know, $500,000 and shit. Yeah. And like, I think Al- Allison runs a lot of like that end the of admin. the stuff. Yeah. And I can't imagine, and like nobody listening to this really knows what that pressure feels like. Right. So like, I wouldn't be surprised if you'd be kind of like an asshole sometimes because yeah, yeah. you're dealing with such high level shit. Yeah. But that's also not an excuse for abuse or it, manipulation. Yeah. Like yeah. if there was like abuse and manipulation, like that is not cool, but yeah. I would, I would give, I would allow slack for somebody being an asshole sometimes. Yeah. Dealing with that kind of stuff. Yeah. yeah. And like, where's the line and what it happened? And it just seems like something I, Do I we kind of, we just can't, like, yeah, I don't exactly know. comment on. Yeah. But it, it, you know, again, all this is kind of speculation because, I never worked there. Mm-hmm. You know, I don't know what being on staff was like. Yeah. Yeah. And like to me in my experience, they were they were very nice. Yeah. They were very nice. But um I did I definitely didn't look Allison in the eye. Yeah. You know, I <laughs> I heard it. I was like, yeah. Uh-huh. No, I, I I'm kidding. Um and I think like uh what's it's tough too. I I think that brings up like another question at least like should we or should we not separate the artists from the art? Mm, that's well. always, that's the eternal, que- that's what, that's one of those questions that you can, I yeah. can ask on every podcast. Because it's like creative, I love it. so many creative masters throughout time have been like kind of assholes. In Dali. Certain ways, Picasso. Picasso. Mm. Um, I don't know. Yeah, I, but, <laughs> more, more can come to mind, I'm sure. But like, but their art is still incredible and we still right. appreciate that. And I think what I really appreciate about the Greys is they're, uh, well, they, they've made amazing art and yeah. they've like kind of opened doors for other trippy artists to do their thing. Right. There would and be they, no you and me without uh, Alex Gray. Yeah. And Allison too. Exactly. Because. Yeah. Like I got turned on to art once I saw Alex's kissing painting, I was never like really into art. And then once I saw that painting, I was like, oh shit, art can be this. Yeah. And it really like turned me on, you know? And then also you got, like- You got like aroused? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> no, creatively <laughs> turned on. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Go ahead. And then also like, they've been a really, they, they've been really amazing teachers. They, mm-hmm. They've been able to like um, uncover- wisdom from so many different cultures throughout millennia throughout the world and weave it together yeah. into coherent things for us mcdonald's nickelodeon wait, wait. uh wait, u.s wait. kids oh okay got you, you. Know I mean? okay like, got you like i we, was like we've grown up in such like a strange <laughs> kind of like bastardized corporate society yeah commercialized culture and like they really you know brought a lot of clarity and i don't know help weave a greater picture of wisdom yeah and for for those things, I'm very appreciative. I'm very grateful of them. for sure. So, like, I think, uh, I think a lot of the time when maybe we certain people find out unsavory things about a person, mm-hmm. they want to throw out the entire baby with the bathwater kind of thing. Yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah and I'm always confused. Is like, you know, like 
if there's a comedian that gets canceled for saying something wrong, like, is their comedy still funny? And like, well, where, it, like what level of... Here, here's where I personally kind of like draw the line. Mm-hmm. Two things. Like, if the artist is dead, who gives a fuck, right? Yeah. Like, unfortunately, you know, Michael Jackson can't answer to what he did, Yeah. right? Mm-hmm. Am I going to listen to Off the Wall again? I probably will. I haven't yeah. since all that shit came out. Yeah. But I probably will. It's a great fucking album. Mm-hmm. Like, whatever. Um, and the other thing, like, and Dolly, too, like, he got a little into fascism. Like, yeah. fuck that. Mm-hmm. Completely fuck that. Um, do I love his art? Yeah. Yeah. It was the first art I saw when I was a little kid. My dad had a Dolly book, and I was just, like, blown the fuck away. Mm-hmm. And... You know, it, I is probably a reason why I was so attracted to like drawing and, and making pictures. Yeah, yeah. Because you know, you can see the top level of that. Mm. It's like inspiring, no matter sure. what, right? Alex Gray stuff is super inspiring. Totally. Um, but then the other thing, the difference between words and actions, right? Mm. Like, like a comedian, um. It's it, it. You have to know that it. It's all jokes, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think comedians have this kind of like they don't get a full pass when they say like stuff that's not funny, like um, like Kramer. Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah. Like that wasn't cool. It was pretty egregious. It was pretty awful. Across the line. It, awful. It wasn't. Dude. It wasn't trying to be funny anymore. It was just rage. He was mad. Yeah. And it's like, oh, okay, like yeah. And no one listens to that guy anymore. No. Yeah. Yeah. But, um, yeah, there's a difference between words and actions, right? Mm-hmm. You got to let people kind of think out loud, right? Totally. And that's kind of what we're doing with the with this situation right now. Yeah, and I hope anybody listening, if you have like a problem with anything I've said or anything like that, uh, maybe instead of like maybe attacking me, I'm just trying to like learn yeah, yeah. and create Same. like an educated perspective so like we could talk about yeah, it, yeah. which would be cool if you could afford, help if you could afford us that opportunity yeah, yeah. Yeah. just to like yeah, have please. a conversation, you know, yeah. cause like I don't want to, you know, I like, I'm not trying to be inflammatory or anything. I'm trying to, I don't know. I just don't really understand fully what's yeah. went on or is Same. going on. And, Same. And, and I fully realize that yes, words can hurt people and, and hurt their feelings and, and all that stuff. But it, it's all about context, right? Mm-hmm. Like one of my favorite podcasts is bad friends. Yeah, and I, you you turned me on to that. Thank you, by the way. Hell yeah! I binged it all last week while I was finishing this painting, and um, it's it, it. They say some like what would be fucked up shit, but it's obviously like jokes. It's yeah. all jokes, right? Mm-hmm. And and so the context, and they're not gonna get canceled because like it's context. Yeah, it's yeah, yeah. It's funny, mm-hmm. and it helps. It, it's like an Asian guy and a white guy, and they just like, you know, they make fun of each other and mm-hmm. they make fun of the whole idea of of like racism by saying things that that by like caricaturing like a, exactly. a racist dude from the south my you know like mm-hmm. which like takes all the sting or the weight out of it right because it's it's like they're pointing at racism and laughing at it they're like what fucking idiot <laughs> yeah. still actually thinks this way exactly but then the flip side of that too is like since I don't really, you know, 
I wanted to ask you this question, like, what hill are you willing to die on? Hmm. Do you have one? I think it's okay if, like, you don't, too. Like, Yeah, I don't know. I feel like I don't necessarily know what hill I'll die on until it gets to that point, in a way. Until you're dead. <laughs> yeah. I think freedom of expression yeah. is, like, individual expression. <clears throat> like, I really think people should be able to express themselves. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, I don't know. Like, I don't know necessarily like what hill I would die on. Right. I don't know. Yeah. It's because like you can say, people can say shit, but like, I don't know how courageous or how much of a coward I actually am. (laughs) Nobody, nobody really knows until the time comes. Right. Yeah. 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 And like, you are staring death in the face. Like, right. You know, so I have no idea. Yeah. Cause yeah. I think freedom of expression is a good one because like if people aren't free to express themselves, it'll come out in a violent way, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah. And I think that's part of the, you know, that's probably other than the Q psyop, like that's part of the problem with like the capital riot mm-hmm. is that all these, and for fuck's sake, like get your shit together. But like, all those people felt like they weren't being heard by politicians, but guess what? No one's heard by fucking politicians. Yeah. It's like, welcome to the club, yeah. guys. Like, yeah. it, it, like, the fact that you think that politics will ever save you is ludicrous, mm-hmm. I think. Yeah. I think we all need to come to terms with that. But, um, yeah, I think those people just felt like they were unheard. They're disenfranchised. They're, they're poor white people, mm-hmm. mostly, I think. Yeah. Or that, you know, and you just, you can't help how you were raised. You can't help who you were born to. Mm-hmm. And I think the or hill. Like, like where you were born. Exactly. Yeah. And I think the hill that I would probably die on is the whole idea that um, that free will is like an ultimate reality. Mm. Like that, that those people were free to choose the good side or the side of like not being a violent idiot at the Capitol. Right. And I think, again, I'll say that I think there is a lot of, um, manipulation going on for sure. It, you look at the Capitol thing and it looks exactly like the troops storming Baghdad several years ago. Right. (laughs) That's what it looks like. Suppose it's a, it's an op, right. It's an operation, but, uh, but yeah, I just kind of want to get your take on the, uh, on that. Yeah. And I think like something else that's like worth considering with all these kind of situations is what mistakes are people allowed to make? And well, like, cause if I look at my own life is like, mm-hmm. I've made mistakes. Like I've been a shitty person in certain situations. Same. I think, but then I learn yeah. and I grow from them Yeah, yeah. and I'm curious about like people that start to have a public platform and like I do now too. And it yeah, makes yeah. me kind of like nervous in a way because, you know, I do my best to be a good person, but I'm not perfect. And what, like what amount of imperfection do we allow? Yeah. yeah. And what room is there for people to redeem themselves mm-hmm. and all that? I think like, you know, just, factoring all that stuff it's really confusing to me and, and you yeah. know I, I just don't know like uh 
I don't know. Like, yeah. I, I yeah. just don't know what's going on with all of that because I think, yeah, we have to protect people from abuse and, Absolutely. and stuff like that. But then we also have to allow people to grow and evolve and learn because we're all human beings. And that's like, we're, that's like what being human is, yeah. is being imperfect and, and learning. Yeah. And we have ideals, but like nobody is the ideal. Yeah. I, and I think that that's, um, you know, I think that, that that's really all there is when it comes down to it is information mm. and learning and knowledge and application of that knowledge and wisdom. Yeah. I guess wisdom is the application of knowledge, yeah. right? Integrated yeah, yeah. knowledge. Yeah. yeah. And mm. you, you, you bring, you manifest that for, uh, for lack of a better word, when you act. Exactly. Right. And I don't think that everybody, you know, we talked about this earlier, like information is so crazy right now. Mm-hmm. And it's like, if you have to pick a side, you're more likely to pick the side that the people around you are picking. Exactly. You want to, yeah, you want to blend in. Yeah. You, you don't want to stick out like a sore thumb because you don't, that's vulnerable. Yeah. Yeah. You could get everything taken away from you if you don't have the consensus opinion. Of your, of your people. Uh-huh. You know? Yeah. Your parents, your family. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's like, I just find it hard to have a lot of opinions anymore. Yeah, it's same. It's just like, I don't know, <laughs> I don't know what's going on with yeah, like yeah. anything. Yeah. It's I just, just like want to be. tons of chatter and a lot of like very aggressive chatter one way or another about a lot of things. And I just like. Yeah. Can there, like, can we have like nuanced conversation? It's, I think it's really hard. Uh, you know, the because social media is text-based. I've talked about this probably way too much. Yeah. So apologies to anyone who <laughs> listens to every episode. But, uh, that, like, text-based shit is always going to miss the mark because you're not hearing tone. You're not seeing the person mm-hmm. who's saying the things. and Exactly. And you can just resort to cut-downs and name-calling. and Yeah. And it's it's all about winning but uh, yeah. now I'm just drifting off. Yeah. I think like one thing I've been feeling lately too is that when I was like in my 20s, mm-hmm. I thought I was so much more wise <laughs> and I had so many more opinions. Yeah, same. And just like, you know, well, I'm 34 now. Like as I'm getting older, I'm just realizing like you have to have a lot of life experience to actually become a wise being. And like, I've been surprised, you know, I convinced myself I was so wise at like 25 yeah, and yeah. then continually lately, I think I've been realizing how f- foolish that perspective was and yeah. how naive I am to so many aspects of reality. Same. And, uh, I think that's always something to keep in the back of your mind is like, I could be totally off on this shit and yeah, <laughs> like, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, I don't know. It's like, I hardly know how to paint and that's like what right. I do the most. Yeah. Same. Yeah. Yeah. There's always more you can learn. Exactly. You know, I think my whole stance on it is just to be kind to everyone and give them. And that's, that's why I think like, like you don't want to throw away the whole idea of like agency or will, Mm. but like the idea of free, like some, somehow this, like you could act right now differently than you've ever acted before in your life. Mm. I, I, I think that that's kind of like incorrect way of looking at reality, mm. right? Mm-hmm. Like, I think there's a paradox there, honestly. Like, will is not free, 
but you can work on yourself. Yeah. You can get yeah. better. Yeah. Like totally. people can improve. Mm-hmm. And you should strive to do that, I think. Yeah. Afford that for yourself and for others. Yeah. You know. And, and it takes away like all logical basis for like hating someone mm. for who they are. Mm-hmm. It's just like, you know, someone born in the holler of Eastern Kentucky is, I don't know, it, they are just who they are because of yeah. their parents and, and where they were born and the environment. Mm-hmm. And like, they yeah. had no control over that. Exactly. And it's like, it's like not enabling maybe if they have some views that you think are incorrect or even hateful, it's not like not enabling or supporting those things, but also it's ridiculous and unfair to expect that person to have the same perspective of somebody living in New York city. Yeah. Yeah. It's just unfair. Yeah. Yeah. And to be angry at them for not being acting like they're thinking like people do in big cities. It's it's just not fair. And that's a lack of empathy for the human being. Mm -hmm. And it's like, I, I think the change comes more when there is empathy and openness, like, you know, instead of the immediate finger pointing and chastising for towards that person because they grew up maybe in a weird spot with weird ideas floating around them. Yeah. Just, but I I would also encourage all those people to kind of, uh, you know, look at history and, uh, look at, at the trajectory of, of, human interaction on the planet like maybe get on the internet off of like whatever you know different just 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 take in information like more information yeah you know like information you have the easier it is to love more people i think right because in my mind i'm i'm also trying to play devil's advocate for all this shit that we're saying is like yeah there's the internet now yeah you know yeah yeah (laughs) and and there is that problem of like what information is true or false and it's hard to sift through but like I think that we are evolving um, maybe higher levels of bullshit detection, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah. And that's very important. And uh, thanks for coming to our TED Talk. <laughs> I wonder if this is interesting at all. <laughs> yeah, I, yeah, that's the thing. It's like I, people have probably turned this off by now. Yeah. But... If you haven't, thanks for sticking around. Well, it's so funny because like the way the whole landscape has changed and like all the things that we're talking about now are like, everything feels like a touchy subject. Yeah. Yeah. Like everything. Yeah. And it's like, I, I genuinely like, I don't want to piss anybody off. I don't No, I want to be like generally friends or at least friendly and kind with everybody. I know. Like that would be the ultimate reality to me. It would be, I could be everybody's friend. Yeah. Everybody could be everybody's friend. Yeah. Yeah. But. Yeah. I don't know if we're quite there yet. But no, we're not. I think they at least try to play that role a little bit. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. But it's like a lot of people will be like a lot of people will be mad at you for wanting to be everybody's friend. Right. Yeah. Like any any perspective or opinion you have, there's gonna be a ton of people really pissed off at you. Yeah. <laughs> like if I had more listeners to the show, mm-hmm. they'd be like right now. You know? Yeah. Um but thanks for listening. I love you. Yeah. <laughs> Let's talk about art. All right. Oh. Yeah. Wow. Okay. Um, dude, how do you, I got, yeah, I got a question. I got a question for you, John Speaker. Let's hear it. How do you, how do you fight the um, eternal inner critic that says that everything you do is bullshit? Ooh. 
I don't know. I contend with it every day. Yeah, I do too. And I really think, I don't know, at the beginning of this whole art journey, I just decided I was going to dedicate my life to art. Mm -hmm. So despite the inner critic, I'm like, I'm just going to keep making shit and... And like anytime that inner critic comes in, if I work through it, like there's like kind of like this internal battle of good versus evil, you know, it's like yeah. in like Christian terms or something, the inner critic is Satan and <laughs> creativity is God or something, you know, <laughs> it's like, I don't know, like the, the creative angels have to overpower the demons or something. And, mm. But like, you know, anytime I work through the inner critic, I pop out the other side with something that's makes me feel pretty happy yeah but uh do you do you feel like you're drive or, or driven by your demons at all um no well i think i'm driven to conquer the demons mm, but yeah. i don't the demons don't fuel me mm -hmm. the demons like take me down make me want to lay on the couch and watch a movie or something and like yeah. avoid responsibility yeah so yeah i'm always contending with that have you read the war of art you have mm -hmm. it's a great book, Stephen Stephen Pressfield, I think it's Stephen Pressfield. Stephen Pressfield, yeah, yeah. And if you guys don't know this guy's story, it's pretty fucking awesome. Like, he was like a he did all these kind of crazy, just low end jobs. He was a truck driver for a while. Mm -hmm. He didn't write his first successful novel until he was like in his fifties yeah, or something, something like, like that. I think he was like forties or fifties, yeah. And it was ba he wrote Bagger Vance. Uh, mm -hmm. I've never like seen the movie or read the book, but yeah, it's like a best-selling book that got turned into a movie. Yeah, it became like a sensation. But he, I think he talks a lot about persistence and like, um, distraction and and get it, and what's the word? Um, not distraction. Resistance. Resistance. Yeah. Yeah, that's what it is. Mm -hmm. It's like resistance to create, right? Yeah. And I think everyone struggles with this who is a creative person. like, Of course. Because you have to be self-motivated to create. Mm -hmm. And some days you just aren't feeling it for whatever reason. Dude, I've been lacking motivation for like three months. Yeah. But I've still been making shit. Yeah. And I really, I really recommend reading The War of Art. Yeah. Because now that you brought it up, I think that book is what kind of like rewired my mind mm -hmm. to like, oh, I'm not feeling it. I'm still going to keep making shit. Yeah. And like, yeah. It's just showing up. Um, I don't know if he, it, this might be a Tom Waits quote or some, par I'm paraphrasing, I'm going to fuck it up. But it's like, I think someone asked Tom Waits like something about the muse. Mm -hmm. And it's like, well, if you're, you, you know, the, the muse will, the muse comes whenever it comes, yeah. right? The inspiration strikes whenever it does. Mm -hmm. But the more you're in front of the easel or in front of a mic or whatever it is that you're doing, mm -hmm. the more chance, more likelihood that you'll be inspired in, exactly. the, right, in the right moment. Exactly. Know? Yeah, and a lot of the time, it's like I won't feel motivated or inspired yeah. But then three hours into a session, all of a sudden, all of a sudden the muse pops in. Yeah. And it's like, oh, okay. You're like, hell yeah. Here we are, you know? Yeah. But it's like, yeah, you got to show up. Mm -hmm. It's like, I forget what the Mike Tyson quote was. Something about, like, he said he believes in luck, but, you know, like, the more you, the more you train, the luckier you get. Like, Yeah, I think it's... um Like, persistence sort of, like, increases the area in which, like, 
luck can stick to. Yeah. It increases like that that overall volume of space for sure that luck can land on and and, and stick to, right? Yeah, I often talk about my art like I'm really just throwing shit at the wall and seeing what sticks. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Like I'm just constantly just pumping out, you know, I'm like not the most technically skilled painter, like I don't know, I'm not classically trained and but I'm just keep making shit and be like, do you like this? You guys like that? Do I like that? Is yeah. this cool? Is that fun? Yeah. Just keep taking chances. Yeah. Yeah. You got to show up. Yeah. Yeah. You got to be there. But something else mm. that I kind of want to talk about is burnout. Oh yeah. Let's talk about it. Do you Are you, bur- I, so yes, I feel burnout. Mm-hmm. Um, it, it's crazy too, you know, like, I haven't made nearly as many paintings as like someone like you. Mm. Um but sometimes the thoughts pop up like will I ever be actually successful? <laughs> oh shit. You know? That's yeah. kind of that's that's the thing that eats at me. Mm. And it makes me there's that like uh you kind of get like that deflated uh feeling or whatever. Mm. And you want to you want to quit i like sometimes i'm like why why am i doing this should i just start something new yeah should i look into comedy mm-hmm. should you know like should 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 yeah all that stuff just nagging at me mm-hmm. and i don't know really how i deal with it other than just to persevere and persist yeah. keep going on yeah. yeah i i like there is literally nothing more powerful mm-hmm. or or that i've found yeah that can get you through those like shitty times where like your thoughts just take over everything. Yeah. And a, a, a side note to that, like, um, you know, like realizing that your thoughts are just thoughts mm-hmm. that you don't necessarily have control over them. Right. Mm-hmm. Like they're going to pop in there but you don't have to pay attention to them. Yeah, you don't have to attach to them. And until you realize that that's an option, you're going to be thinking all the time without realizing you're thinking. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's, you're going to you're going to take your thoughts as as reality. Exactly. Because like why wouldn't you? Mhm. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's not obvious that you aren't your thoughts. Right. It's not it's definitely not. Mhm. And you don't have to believe all your thoughts. Yeah. Some of them are just total bullshit. Most. Yeah. I th- I would say most. <laughs> yeah. Like even all the stuff that we just talked about. It's all bullshit. We're probably wrong. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but how do you, how do you deal with it? I know that we talked about it a lot. I'm trying to learn because, you know, like for so long I was super inspired and fired up and excited about art. Yeah. And then like in the past year, I've kind of slowly just you know, I hate to say it, but it's started to feel a little bit like a chore. Mm. And uh, and especially everything, like, I always love to paint. Mm-hmm. Like, I love that part. But especially, like, everything surrounding the art. Like, yeah. posting to Instagram, taking photographs of the art, getting yeah. the prints made, packing the prints, like, doing all But that's things. why you got your sweatshop, guys. Yeah. yeah your yeah, clones. Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> okay. But, yeah, all, that's, all that stuff has been, like... Uh, like the other day I was just like, man, I don't know if I could do this anymore. I was yeah. just like, and I've 
been able to have some level of success because, you know, I've been making art every day, like make a whatever new print, painting comes out, I'll make a print for it and this, and do that whole process. And, but I, and it's worked so well, but I'm just feeling like burnt out and yeah. not inspired and just like kind of tired. Yeah. And then I'm really, I have this fear. I'm scared to like my kind of inner wisdom or whatever is telling me like, dude, just take a break. Yeah. Start taking like a few days off a week for a while until you're ready to get back at it again. Yeah. But I'm scared to kind of stop my momentum because yeah, I've also noticed like if I'm not working on new art and I'm not posting mm-hmm. and I don't have like new prints out or something, nobody buys my art so that I don't make money. Yeah. But then, you know, it's like, how long can I just stay on the same path and keep that going? Yeah. And it's not necessarily like feeling very fulfilling at the moment. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I'm kind of like actively in the face of what we just said with the persistence is like, I actually, I'm thinking a lot more about like self care and starting to take multiple days off a week Yeah, just for the next short time period, maybe like next couple weeks or something and just try to, I don't know, recharge the batteries, maybe just go out on hikes, enjoy things, get some novelty, maybe see some new places mm-hmm. and just have fun Yeah, for a little bit. Um, it was all kind of confusing. Mm-hmm. It's, you know, like, I don't know. I, like, I, I don't really know what's the correct way to go. And I know there's also kind of the idea of, you know, whatever you do is perfect. That's what you should be doing. So, yeah, I don't know. I want to take time off, but I'm scared of failure. Yeah. Yeah, I am too. I think that the fear of failure drives me quite a bit. Same here. And because, you know, I mean, I think that that's honestly why I, I, I've kept the podcast going. Mm, yeah. It's because like, and it's, I think it's okay to fail and I think it's all actually necessary to fail. Yeah. But like, you know, it's weird because back when my art was like objectively worse than it is now, mm-hmm. I was so much more into it. <laughs> yeah. I was like, so I was just like, yeah, like, and I'm not, I'm, I'm talking like for me personally, like anything before 2016, 17, right? Mm-hmm. And, and you do have to experience life I in know. order to feel inspired, I think. Totally. You can't just be in your little cave painting all day yeah, and, you, and have you gotta some kind of- You got to be inspired by the world. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. You got to get out into nature if that's your thing or go see people. And I think like- yeah. Just to circle back on that, like now everything's opening up. That's that's why I think I felt so great yesterday going yeah, to yeah. that Andrew Davis show at Ryan Joseph Gallery shouts. And and that that inspired me. It's mm-hmm. like talking to people, right? Totally. And, yeah. and like seeing everybody seemed like so like relieved, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah. And and we could all just coexist there. Mm-hmm. And maybe like, you know, I don't know. Some, you know, maybe you don't agree with everybody, right? But you have to, you have to admit, you have to admit that it's nice to gather in the same space as people. Of course. And enjoy some art. Yeah. And get you out of your own shit, man. And like, laugh with people and, yeah. and bullshit. And it's, it's great. You mm-hmm. know? Yeah. 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 Like I want to do more of that. Like, start going places with more people and you know like do solo trips places too like out in nature and shit and like i just want to try to formulate a sustainable life path and uh definitely 
you know, it's, it's something I guess they're always kind of learning and adjusting to, mm-hmm. but, uh, yeah, it's like, I, I think for like a couple of years now, I've really wanted to slow down, but I've been too scared to. Yeah. And I think I'm finally to the point where I'm just like, I'm fucking tired. Take a breath. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Take a breath. Mm-hmm. Well, that's good. I think that like the thing about momentum is, is so key though too. Yeah. And you know, I want anybody like younger artists, less experienced artists, whatever, to take away both things. Like you have to fucking grind. Yep. You have to keep your head down to a certain extent and just keep making work Mm -hmm. until you kind of like burst through and you get this level of momentum that can carry you, that can, and if you want to be an artist who, like us, makes their living off of it, Mm -hmm. you really do have to have momentum. Exactly. But yeah. like if you're if you're feeling burnt out, you got to step back. Yeah. You got to step back sometimes. Mhm. Right? Like there are days during the week that I don't paint, like maybe once or twice a week, like I won't paint the whole day. Yeah. And I think the I got to say shout outs to our own podcast, my podcast now. Mm. Uh it help it helps with that a lot. Yeah. Cuz yeah, yeah. there are days where I just concentrate on this. Yeah, that's cool to have that other outlet it's still a creative outlet too yeah i'm sure it like inspires your work in some way and yeah uh, yeah helps you refresh the batteries too just pay attention to something else not think about painting yeah all the time right right it's like for like 10 years now i've been like you gotta make art every day yeah, yeah. And i've made art pretty much every day for 10 years yeah but you know i was talking to, i was telling you before the podcast like mm-hmm. i was talking to a friend and he was Who saying, will remain nameless. Yeah. Randall. <laughs> it's Randall. <laughs> Randall Roberts. But yeah, we were talking the other day because I was telling him about how I was feeling kind of burnout and just, you know, it was hard to stimulate inspiration lately or feel excited. And he's like, yeah, you know, like the first, what, thousand times you have sex, it's like, oh my God, it's I all can't you wait. Do. It's the greatest thing in the whole world. Yeah, yeah. And then, you know, after you've been doing it for decades like you still enjoy it and you like it but it's not like oh my god this is the greatest most revelatory yeah incredible thing i can't wait to do it and he was saying like that kind of happens with painting too you know yeah, it's yeah. Like i've made i don't know how many paintings like let's just say yeah, a thousand paintings yeah that's a lot by the way you know and it's like congrats thanks <laughs> but yeah it was like so exciting and so new mm-hmm. and everything for a long time but it's like i've made so many paintings. Yeah. Been doing it for a while as like it's not that surprising that maybe it's not quite as exciting right as it once was. But maybe it's like maybe taking more time off here and there is better just to be inspired by life, have yeah. fun with life and then I'll be like really excited to get back to it. Yeah. And you know, over the years like I've learned how to become so efficient at painting and I have a bunch of like tricks up my sleeve and things I know how to do so like I can always show up and make something cool. Right. Yeah. It's just switching the flow up a little bit and realizing that like, you know, like you don't ever get to go back to the beginning stages of anything. Like, yeah. Even like, you know, like psychedelic use. Yeah. It's like those first, however many trips were just so like, I couldn't stop thinking about it. Yeah. So intriguing. The experiences were so exciting and incredible and revelatory. Yeah. And even like, psychedelics are like kind of boring to me now <laughs> you know boring <laughs> yeah sort of yeah well it's like i've been here i've seen it yeah yeah yeah. like even like 
you don't get you don't get the for lack of a better word download it's yeah. kind of the same download it's more mm. of like a reminder right now yeah. instead of like a breakthrough yeah because like you been there seen that in certain ways like i've been you know i remember like a dmt trip like a year ago i got rocket launched to the center yeah of the universe the language spewing out of this wellspring like and i audibly went i get it <laughs> and then i snapped out of it i was like it was like not remarkable uh. <laughs> <laughs> damn so it's the same thing too like i know alan watts has that famous phrase of like once you get the message hang up the phone yeah right mm-hmm. maybe just you don't have to hang it up forever yeah but maybe for a little bit yeah you know it, it's so funny like these certain things that i was doing in my life for years that were keeping me so inspired and excited about life all of a sudden don't really have the same effect that they used to yeah yeah but i have to let go of my idea of i don't want to hold on to what those things used to be so right I have to, like learn to let go of that and just readjust my life and integrate with life in a different way i think i think yeah. it's like this kind of burnout or a lack of inspiration type space that i'm in yeah it's actually a gift because it's a gift to experience life in a different way and to relax a little bit yeah and i'm kind of like in a i suppose like some sort of transitionary phase in my life where i'm kind of like i don't really know what to do right now yeah like everything that used to work doesn't really work anymore i'm still making things work and yeah 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 i don't know i feel like i have to like relearn how to be a person and an artist yeah in certain ways totally and it's like scary yeah but also just talking here i'm also realizing oh it's a, a great opportunity yeah and I think just simply framing something instead of being like scared that things don't work the way they used to and instead being like, oh, that means that there's great opportunity ahead of me and I can't even see what's coming. Right. Like to tap into that, it's so much cooler. Yeah. And then all of a sudden you're starting to pay attention more. Mm-hmm. And I think like synchronicities start coming up whenever you, or you just tell, your, tell yourself yeah. the story, like something's coming. Yeah, yeah. I don't know what it is, but it's going to be great. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So that's my little <laughs> spiel about myself. Great. Yeah. That's what we're here for. Yeah. Yeah. Well, dude, we just did an hour and a half. Wow. That flew by. It really did. Yeah. I thought that was like a half hour. I think that's a great place to end it though. Yeah. Sounds good. Stay inspired as much as you can. Mm -hmm. If you need to take a break, take a break. Yeah. Yeah. Do everything all the time and also take time off. Yep. So. A nice little paradox to end on. (laughs) Well, thanks, man. And uh, I love you. Love you too. Yeah, appreciate you doing this last minute for me. Thanks so much, man. It's I, always a blast. I was so busy this week trying to finish this painting for Thereda. Oh yeah, do you want to plug the show? Yeah, yeah. Shouts to that. Um, May twenty eighth and 29th, Denver, Colorado. Thereda, Peter Westerman's uh, company, Thereda, is having a group show at the Thereda Gallery on Santa Fe. Check it out. I'll put links in the description. It's gonna be killer. Yeah, it's gonna be great. I was I dropped off. Uh, my work the other day and there are about 10 other artists that are dropping their work off and everybody's stuff looks phenomenal. Hell yeah. I can't wait. Yeah. And uh, shout out to Peter for putting that on and getting some new blood in there. Hell yeah. Really excited. And um, yeah, I'll I'll be plugging it, I think, the next couple of podcasts. Cool, cool. All right, Johnny. Well, thank you so much. Everybody have a wonderful life. Yeah. All right. <laughs> Shouts and peace and love. <laughs> 